This morning, we do things a little differently. We always do when you see this table prepared before us. I'd like to invite our ushers to come this morning as we prepare to worship as stewards. Let me remind you that as we've sung about the cross, there are still so, so many who've never heard about the cross. They've not heard about the Lord who hung there, who paid the price for our sin and our salvation. We have the opportunity as stewards to muster together our resources, our time, our talent, our testimonies in order to impact the lostness of our world. I challenge you, as we go to the Lord together, as we pray, as we prepare to worship as stewards, I challenge you to offer yourselves as a living sacrifice unto the Lord. Allow Him to take control of all you have and all you are. And see how he might use you to make a difference. Let's pray together. Brother Bob, would you lead us? Heavenly Father, we're just grateful and thankful that we can come to the throne of grace through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Knowing that this offering that we're about to receive, that we can present it to you and that you'll bless it. And you'll hand it to your missionaries and the ones around the world that they can come, go and hear the word. I'm thankful for your many blessings. Watch over us and guide and direct us and protect us. For we ask these things in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior's name. Amen.
I just want it to be known. I did not forget our children, all right? Man, coming from everywhere. Anybody had a birthday recently? No? Anybody had a birthday in last year? Oh, come on, all of you have. Come on. Uh, you had a birthday in January. That's pretty recent. Yeah? Any of y'all celebrate Christmas? When you have Christmas, you have birthdays. How many of y'all get gifts? Most of you? Yeah? Okay. They come wrapped up, most of them, don't they? And you get to rip the paper. Are y'all the ones that very carefully undo the tape and fold the paper? No? You rip and tear and shred? Yeah. Yeah, okay. You know what? Every time that we come together to celebrate the Lord's Supper, we walk in this room and I look over there and I see that table. And it's wrapped up. And I think, what an amazing gift. You know, I just want to plant something in your minds and in the minds of the grown-ups in this room because I want us to think about it that way. When we come into this room and we see the Lord's table and it's covered over like that, it's like, well, what kind of present is that? Well, the Apostle Paul told us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57, he said this, But thanks be to God who gives us, that's a gift, who gives us the victory through Christ Jesus our Lord. That, that present over there is our reminder that God loved us so much he gave his son. And through his son, we have life and we have victory. And I know for some of y'all, you're sitting here and saying, that doesn't make any sense at all. One day it will. Just let it sit in your head and let it sit in your heart. For grown-ups, I hope it makes perfect sense to you. Jesus Christ is our gift from God. Let's go to the Lord together in prayer. Let's thank him for giving us this marvelous gift, okay? Let's pray together. Father, we are so thankful today that we can come into your presence. We can learn about you. We can study your word. We can come to know more about Jesus every day. And Father, I thank you for giving your son Jesus to pay the price for us. He is the most amazing gift that any of us can ever receive. And Father, I pray that today as we remember that gift, that our hearts and minds will be open to hear your word, to hear you would have them to know, and watch over them. Keep them safe till we meet again next Sunday. For we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'll see you guys next Sunday, okay? This morning, we are doing things differently than we normally do. Even at this point. Because even at this point, where normally you'd say, oh, he's going to preach. No, I'm not. That will come later. But this morning, we are going to come to this table and we are going to observe the Lord's Supper together. I could easily just steamroll ahead, but I can't. Because I want to make sure that you understand with me that in a moment when this table is uncovered and these elements are served, that those who are born again believers in Jesus Christ are invited to participate. Those who are not, we would invite you not to participate, not because we are rude or because we are standoffish. We who are believers do this in remembrance of our Savior, 
and the price he paid for us. But even for those of us who are believers, we need to take a moment and consider our own hearts and our own lives. Are we prepared to meet the Lord at his table? Are we prepared to receive these elements? Are we in a right relationship with our Lord? Are we in a right relationship with our brothers and sisters in Christ? And so I want to invite you to join me to take a moment to spend a moment in prayer with the Father and ask Him to search your heart and know you and prepare yourself to come to this table in remembrance of our glorious Savior. Let's bow our heads together. Our Father, in this moment of silence, we ask you to search our hearts. You know us better than we know ourselves. Father, if there be any unclean way in us, we pray that you would point it out to us. That in this moment we might confess that sin to you, turn from it. That we might walk in your ways. That our lives might reflect Christ who dwells in us. Father, prepare our hearts and minds. As we come to this table, as we receive these elements that represent, that symbolize the body and the blood of our Savior, that we might realize and recognize the gravity of the moment, the love on display. And that we might, that we would grow in grace and in mercy and in Christ's likeness this day. Father, through everything that is to follow, speak to our hearts. Oh, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'd like to invite our deacons who are going to be serving this this morning to come and Join us here on these front seats. Luke chapter 22 is perhaps the best known passage that tells us of the occurrences of the upper room. Luke records for us what happened. And I want us to just read a portion of this together as we begin. He tells us, Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it, they asked. And he replied, as you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him where I may eat the Passover with my disciples. He will show you a large upper room, all furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. And so they prepared the Passover. This morning, I, I want to ask two of our gentlemen to come and to make final preparation, remove this cloth, and reveal to us the elements that we will share together in just a moment. Luke continues his record, saying, When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. He said to them, 
I've eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, gave thanks, and broke it. He gave it to them, saying, This is my blood. And in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, the cup and said, This cup is the new covenant, the new testament in my blood, which is poured out for you. It's written that on that evening before he was betrayed, Jesus gathered with his friends, his family, if you will, to celebrate together that last feast of the Passover, to share the Seder meal. He and his disciples were there. It probably was an attitude of celebration, rejoicing. It was Passover again, an annual event that the Jewish people looked forward to all year long. And he took the bread, blessed it, broke it, gave it to his disciples and said, this is my body, which is given for you. I don't think they understood. I pray that we do. If you gentlemen who are going to serve would come and join me here as we prepare to serve the bread to the Lord's people this morning. I want us to go to the Lord together in prayer and just offer a prayer of thanksgiving from our hearts for that which has been given. Father, we are thankful today that we can come into your house and, and remember it was paid. To remember our Lord with a heavy heart saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Father, may we never participate lightly or think less of this moment than we ought. Lord Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice made on our behalf. For we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. In John chapter 6, Jesus made one of the most amazing statements and revealed one of the most amazing truths about his character that we find anywhere in Scripture. When he said, this is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate in the wilderness and perished, but he who eats of this bread will live forever. The evening continued on. There had to be conversation around the table. It's always that way when friends gather for a meal, isn't it? Some of what was said is recorded. Much of what was said is not. But we're told at the end of the meal, the Lord took the cup and he blessed it, gave it to his disciples and said, this is my blood which is shed for you. I'm not sure how they could have missed it, but it seems they did not fully understand. I pray that we will. If you gentlemen would come and join me here at the table as we prepare to serve the Lord's people. Let's offer up a prayer of thanksgiving for the shed blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Father, 
again we come into your presence in awe of what you have done, how you did it, understanding our need and providing the answer. Father, I thank you for the gift you gave. A gift that was sufficient once. Father, may this gift be made known here today and wherever our feet may go in the days to come. Thank you for the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ in whose name we pray. Sometimes so difficult for us to understand. But for those in the upper room who were versed and schooled in Jewish law, they understood fully the importance and the significance when Jesus said, This is my blood which is shed for you. In order to assist us in understanding it, the individual who wrote the letter to the Hebrews said it this way, and according to the law, all things are purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. So even in this moment, it should be with rejoicing hearts that we say, praise God for the shed blood of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. If you would pass those cups toward the center aisles, these gentlemen will pick them up. I remind you again that each time we come to celebrate at this table, we come with an awareness that the Lord commanded us to do this in remembrance of Him. The Apostle Paul in writing to the Corinthians, would remind them, it's not just that you're remembering that night, it's just not that you're remembering what he did, but it's also a remembrance. You see, each time that you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim his death until he comes. So even as we look back and remember, we're looking forward to his coming again. And as odd as it may seem to you, I'm going to let these gentlemen have a seat wherever they'd like. As odd as it may seem to you, this is the time and place where I want to spend a moment more in the Word of God before we go. And if you brought a Bible with you, I want to invite you to look with me in Luke chapter 22. In the bread and the Lord's Supper. They symbolize the body and the blood of Christ. Those elements which made the forgiveness of sin a reality for us. And Jesus is not present in the bread and the juice. But they symbolize the sacrifice that he made. And this morning, in these last few moments that we have, I want to issue a challenge to you and a challenge to myself. Don't get distracted as you leave the table. I want us to read together 
from Luke chapter 22, beginning at verse 22. If you have your Bible open there, if you can and will, I'm going to invite you to stand with me in honor of the reading of God's holy word. Jesus was speaking to that assembled group, and he said, The Son of Man will go as it has been decreed. But woe to the man who betrays him. They began to question among themselves which of them it might be who would do this. Also a dispute arose among them as to which of them was considered to be greatest. Jesus said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors, like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who's at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who's at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. You are those who have stood by me in my trials. And I confer on you a kingdom just as my father conferred one on me so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. But I've prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But he replied, Lord, I'm ready to go with you to prison and to death. Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you'll deny me three times. And then Jesus asked them, when I sent you without purse or bag or sandals, did you lack anything? Well, nothing, they answered. He said to them, but now if you have a purse, take it. And also a bag, and if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. It's written, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and I tell you that this must be fulfilled in me. Yes, see, Lord, here are two swords. That's enough, he replied. Let's pray together. Father, we ask you today to teach us your truth. Help us to understand that which is revealed here help us to take these truths into our own lives apply them and use them that we might be transformed and that our lives might become instruments that would glorify you every day father show us the truth as it is contained in your word for we pray this in jesus name and all god's people said Amen. You may be seated. I wanted to read these words to you because we seldom read them on a day like this. We look at those early verses in Luke 22 about what happened in the upper room, but we don't often read beyond that. And as I read these words in my own personal study, it was amazing to me how many different things were going on inside the minds and the hearts and the thoughts of those who were assembled inside the room on that evening. Certainly, there's more that we could read, and there's certainly more verses. And I just want to challenge you this morning. I want to challenge all of us this morning, myself included. Let's focus on Jesus and not ourselves.
as you read on these verses that we were looking at, and if you've got your Bible open, just keep it open. Look, look at this. Jesus tells him, I'm about to betray, be betrayed. Someone who's sitting in this room, someone who's here at this table with me is going to betray me. And I mean, they're looking around, and you talk about uncomfortable. This is uncomfortable now. Who would do such a thing? They looked from one face to the next, trying to find some hint, some idea. Who might it be that would betray the Lord? So hard to think that anyone that close who had been with him and and seen what he did and and heard what he said and and watched where he went and how he worked, how could someone who'd been a part of all of that be the one who'd betray him? As I was reading, I thought to myself, so you know what happens next? They act like children. If the subject matter is uncomfortable, what do you do? Change the subject. This isn't fun to talk about. Let's talk about something else. Who do you think is going to be greatest in the kingdom? Let's forget this betrayal thing. Let's talk to even some great prospects. Some who are going to really rise up and become something. They're going to become the greatest. And Jesus has to referee this entire thing. As if he didn't have enough on his mind already. Now he's trying to, to referee them. He, he tells them, look, don't behave like the kings of the Gentiles. You're not supposed to be like that. They lord it over each other. Y'all, y'all aren't like that. I've called you to be servants, to serve one another. If we want to serve the Lord, if we want to serve the Lord's people, we have to understand we have no claim to position or rank or power. When we come to the table, what we find is that the greatness of Jesus was in his service and in his sacrifice and in his giving. Let's stay focused on Jesus, not ourselves. The second thing that jumped out of these verses at me was that we need to stay focused upon his purpose. Jesus came with a purpose. He had endured more trials and more difficulties than what we can possibly know. Events that occurred, temptations that took place, uh, rejections that took place. So much that probably isn't even recorded in Scripture. He had faithfully run his race. He was nearing the end of his journey in those coming hours. And and still they did not understand when he told them, you are those who are easily distracted. They didn't hear about the trials. What they heard him say was what came after that. I confer on you a kingdom as my father conferred one on me. Hey, did you hear that? You get a kingdom. I'm getting one too. We're missing the point. It's not about us. It's about him. It's not about what we get. It's about what he has given and what we now have the opportunity to give. If you think it sounds awesome that he's going to confer a kingdom on you, remember this. God's kingdom is filled with broken, wounded, hurting people who have needs that are so far beyond what most of us could begin to imagine, let alone meet. It's overwhelming. It's not an easy or simple thing to serve in the kingdom of God. But it's nonetheless our calling. Let me tell you one more thing. Before I stop, I just want you to get this. Focusing on Jesus means accepting risks. I wish life was easier. I wish it for my children. I wish it for my grandchildren. I wish it for my friends. And their kids and grandkids, I wish life was easier. 
but it's not. If we're going to focus on Jesus, we're going to come for our protection. Jesus spoke to Peter. He warned him. He said, Peter, look, Satan's hot on your trail. Satan wants you. He wants to destroy you before you can even really get started doing what I've given you to do in the kingdom. He wants to sift you like wheat. Listen, the whole point of sifting wheat is to reveal the impurities, to show what's bad, and to remove what's good. It's this division, it's this dividing, it's the finding of impurities and flaws. And the Lord confirmed to Peter, he said, look, I prayed for you. You're going to survive. You're going to be restored. You're going to serve. But just know this, the enemy's coming after you. Friend, can I just tell you something? The enemy is coming after every one of God's children. If you're going to follow him, if you're going to stay focused on him, you're going to have to accept the risk, and you're going to have to trust him for your protection. And not just for the protection, but for the provision. He reminded them of the time when he sent them out before two by two. Perhaps some of you remember reading about that. He sent them out two by two. He said, don't take a purse, don't take a bag. Don't take a weapon. Just go. Don't take any money. Don't take anything to protect yourself. Trust me. Trust me. But now here's Jesus at the end, and and, and he reminds them of that and asks them, did you lack anything? And their answer, of course, was no. We never lack anything when we follow him and we trust him. But then he said this. He said, get ready. The times are changing now. If you have a cloak, sell it and buy a sword. Rather than trying to understand what he was talking about, you know what they did? They simply looked around and said, hey, we've got two, Lord, we're good. It seems as if at every point he was trying to prepare them for what was coming. He draws them in and they turn the subject matter. They missed it. You could keep reading in Luke 22. They left. They left the upper room. They, they sang, they prayed, they left. They went across the valley to Gethsemane. Were they distracted? I think there's evidence of it in the verses we read. If you doubt it, look at Gethsemane. The Lord agonized in prayer, and they took a nap. Friends, my point is this, front of this cloth. Across this table, you'd read the words, do this in remembrance. That's why we come to the table. But I fear that too often, we get distracted before we leave the table. We walk out the door and the things of the world take control of our hearts and minds again. And we fail to understand that this should be an observance that we carry through the rest of the day into the week. That we should be reminded every day of what the Lord has done for us as well as in us. That's the reason I wanted us to look at these verses, just to be reminded that, yes, we live 
in a very inhospitable world. But because of that, we should depend more fully on our Savior. We must plan to make sacrifices, and we must be ready to count the cost and pay the cost as we follow. In a moment, we're going to, we're going to get up, we're going to leave, we're going to go our separate ways. But I want to tell you something, no matter where your feet may take you, no matter where the cross, we'll face difficulties. We'll face conflict. We'll face attack by the enemies. And that's the reason I want to tell you, don't get distracted as you leave the table. There is strength found in remembering who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. And remember this. He did it for you. It's not about someone else. It's not just about the preacher. It's not just about the singers. No, he did it for you. Each one of you. Hang on to that. And don't let the world distract you. Let's bow our heads together. In just a moment, we're going to stand together and sing a song of, of commitment, of surrender. This is the moment of God's invitation to you. It may be that you came into this place and you've sat and you've watched and you've observed and, and you've thought, I, I don't really understand this Jesus they're talking about. I don't have a relationship with him like he has a plan for your life. And today, if you would call on him in confession and in faith and in repentance, he would forgive you and make you a new creation. Perhaps you'd say, I, I, I want that, but I'm not sure how that happens. I'm not sure how to do that. That's why I'm here. I'd love to visit with you. I will never put you on the spot or embarrass you. But listen, if you just come and tell me, Pastor, I want that relationship, I'll take the time to share with you today how you can become a child of the King. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I'm asking you in these moments, would you just simply call out to the Lord and say, don't let me be distracted today. Keep my heart, keep my mind, keep my focus on Jesus. And let him have his way as he leads in your life. Father, I thank you this morning for your word. A word that reminds us, that teaches us, that speaks to us of what we need to be about. A people who are called by you, for you, to serve you. Father, I pray this morning, don't let us get distracted as we leave the table. Your service and what you are about. And Lord, if there's someone here who doesn't know you, and this morning your, your spirit is speaking to them, tugging on their heart, I pray that they would hear your voice and surrender. I pray that today would be the day of their salvation, that today they would give you control of their lives. Father, today, may every thought, every heart, every life be taken captive to Christ Jesus.
You've spoken through your word. You've spoken through this time of worship. Now you're speaking to individual hearts. May we hear and be obedient, Father, for I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.